Welcome back to Love Yourself First, everybody. It's time to talk about domestic violence. As I said in my last episode, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. I am very, 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 very vocal more than any other month of the year about domestic violence because, well, it's the best time to talk about it because no one can actually tell me to shut up about it this month at least. So I feel like this topic right here that I'm going to talk about today is vital to not only surviving and safely getting out of domestic violence, but avoiding domestic violence altogether. I really wish that I had known all of this, honestly, whenever I had first started out with my old relationship with my ex. And if I had known it, honestly, things would have been way different. But first, I want to recommend a book before I go ahead and jump into today's topic. The book I want to recommend is called The Art of War by Sun Tzu. I have read this book three times and I have applied this book to so many aspects of my life. Like not just domestic violence, but I mean like competitions and sports and stuff and games, um, trivia even, like just a lot of different ways I have found a way to apply this book to my life and it has really, really been beneficial to me. I started reading it first when I was um, a sophomore in high school, so I think I read it again my senior year and then like two years after I graduated high school, I read it again. And the biggest thing that I took away from this book was knowing your opponent. And I just want to thank Sun Tzu (laughs) for all of that because that book has really like it's taught me so much it really has it's really taught me so much so go ahead look that up the art of war by sun tzu highly recommend that you read it take some key aspects away from it but like i said today's topic is knowing your opponent and i feel like this is a vital thing because when you know who you're up against in you know every possible way that you can know them you give yourself a fighting chance you give yourself a leg up on the fight and you give yourself the ability to fight back in general and possibly win so i really really think that this is a topic that we all need to know about and discuss because it could really save some lives i'm not even gonna lie if i had known a lot of this my life would be completely different right now like i really would have never gone through all the things i went through so before i jump into the topic i want to clarify some things um about domestic violence in general because for some reason majority of the public believes that domestic violence is just strictly just getting physically beaten like every single day all day long or something and that's just not the case there are so many different types of abuse and domestic violence goes into all of it there is mental abuse emotional verbal physical um oh what else is there oh yeah financial religious like there there's a lot there really is there's a lot of different types of abuse so Um, social abuse as well so I went through pretty much every type of abuse there was in my old relationship with my ex and it was awful it was horrible I really wish that I didn't have to go through any of it but I did I learned a lot from it all but overall it was the most hellish part of my entire life and I've been through a lot of crap but that that was horrible you know so i i completely get anyone who's sitting there going through it right now and you really want to give up i get it but you can't give up you really can't there is still light at the end of the tunnel you can still make it out 
there is still a chance and there is still time. Please don't give up. So moving on, there's also something I wanted to mention as well about, you know, just domestic violence in general. With people who just immediately think that domestic violence makes you, you know, a victim of just sitting there being beaten on all day, every single day, it's it's so annoying that people think that that's what it is, to be honest, but if you think about it this way, it, it's easier. If your abuser was abusive to you every single day, like all day long, it would make it incredibly hard for them to get you to stay, especially in the beginning stages. They can't they can't really expect people to stay, you know, and very, very few people do stay when that starts happening in the beginning. So think about it like that, because there's going to be many, many sweet moments. I'm not going to lie. There are. There are so many sweet moments where you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, this is so great. You know, things could really stay like this. No, do not get caught up in the fantasy. Stay in reality, stay focused and understand that those sweet moments, those are just that. They are moments. That's it. It's not going to continue to be like that. You're, you are dealing with a narcissistic abuser and that is exactly what they will do to continue to manipulate you into staying is by, you know, they'll sit there and they'll treat you crappy, like constantly. And then out of nowhere, they're going to be like, you know what? You deserve this. You deserve that. You know, come here. Let me give you a hug. Let me give you kisses and stuff, you know? And they'll literally just rope you right back in just like that. For a lot of people, I, a lot of people that I've talked to, it's the sex. They rope you back in with, with good sex or whatever. Please don't fall for it. Please, please keep a level head stay focused those sweet moments are just moments it's gonna go right back to the horrible things that it was so just get out please so without further ado let's go ahead and jump into the topic instead of diverting everywhere like i'm doing sorry so knowing your opponent in every possible way that you can it's vital I, it is so vital. Like, I mean, you need to know their likes, their dislikes, their strengths, their weaknesses, their beliefs, their disbeliefs, everything you can about their home life and their upbringing, you know, their family, what their family dynamics are like, you know, how is it at home for them? How has it been at home for them, you know, for their whole life or whatever, you know, really get a good idea of what it is that they dealt with for so long. Because as I've said so many times before, everything really that we are as adults stems directly from our childhood. It stems directly from our upbringing, what we were around for so long because we got used to it or whatever the case may be. That is the problem with a lot of abusers, um, sociopaths in general, like a lot of people who just have like major, you know, problems like that, like serial killers, all of that. I'm telling you, it literally all stems from the environment at home, what they go through as kids, you know. It may not just be at home. Sometimes it's at school too, but either way, know everything that you can about all of that. Knowing the background of your opponent is vital information because, I mean, when you're out there in the beginning stages of your relationship, it helps to be able to pinpoint any red flags, honestly. Like, I had so many red flags pop up that I really disregarded and I really wish I didn't disregard those red flags, but you know, you live and you learn. So either way, please don't look at this as a bad thing. 
Because for one, you never know if your significant other or whatever will become an abuser or already is one right off the bat. Like, it's really hard to tell, to be honest. I mean, some people, yeah, you know, you can tell right off the bat, but like, it's pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty hard. That's why a lot of us, we just end up choosing bad people and we just don't even realize it because in the beginning, they aren't bad people. They really aren't. You know, they they may have some bad tendencies here and there, but in the beginning, they're really not bad people. But it's hard for us to notice and see that. So either way it goes, you know, you're either learning a lot about your your partner, which is great, or, you know, you're finding red flags to decide if you should go ahead and stay in this relationship or not. So please learn. Pay attention and learn. Red flags are so easy to overlook. They're so easy to ignore and just, you know, move on from it, but The fact of the matter is is that you need to really pay attention to those red flags and you need to focus on those red flags because staying focused and in touch with reality rather than getting caught up in the fantasy or the honeymoon phase is so important. I promise you, it's so, so important. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of sweet moments and that's exactly how they're going to rope you back in. Pay attention to those moments when it's not sweet at all. Like, I'm talking, you are sitting there crying your eyeballs out all the time. You're fighting all the time. And then out of nowhere, it's all sweet and all that, you know, for a day, an hour, you know, a few days, whatever the case may be. But then it's right back to the toxicity. Please pay attention to that. That's a giant red flag. Huge, giant red flag. Please, please, please do not ignore the red flags. Please. So, I'm going to go ahead and jump to a backstory on just red flags in general for me because there were so many of them that I really should have you know paid attention to and I, I regret it to this day that I didn't pay attention to them honestly because it really would have changed so much please ignore that beeping I'm so sorry um <laughs> but I, I it would have changed so much if I just paid attention to the red flags it really would have so for one This was like a really big important one to me and still to this day like it really like blows my mind but I remember one time with my ex I was talking about relationship goals and I my relationship goals to this very day is still the same. My relationship goals is my grandparents because they have the typical beautiful old love story that you see in the movies you know the the tear-jerking moments at the end of the movie where, you know, the old couple just falls in love and they just die happily together or whatever, you know. Whatever the case may be, that's my grandparents right there. Like, my grandpa proposed to my grandma on the middle of Lake Michigan when it was frozen solid, and that's just, like, so beautiful to me. Oh, my God, it's so beautiful. But they are just... They're so goofy and they're so in love and they've been married for like 40 years now. Like they're so beautiful, absolutely beautiful. You know, they they really are like the typical romantic movie couple and I just loved it so much. So they're my relationship goals. My ex, however, when I asked him what his idea of it was, it was a giant red flag that was placed in front of me and I just decided that I was gonna ignore it because I felt like, you know what, I can fix that. I can change this idea that he has and it'll be fine because he just needs to see that there's a different way. Boy, was I wrong. So his idea of relationship goals was his aunt and his uncle. 
and me having met his aunt and his uncle I immediately was just like whoa what what do you mean because his aunt and uncle were drug addicts and drug dealers they were non-stop abusing each other physically and in every other possible way as well and cheating on each other constantly like, it was like the ultimate toxic relationship but he continued on to say well one time they robbed this burger king together and then they got away with it and you know throughout all the things that they do you know that they go through together cheating and all that they still stay together and they still you know go ahead and keep it going you know it's pretty cool it's pretty strong i like it and i'm like oh my god that's so toxic and unstable that's terrible giant red flag right i ignored it (laughs) not to mention his upbringing with his own mother she's also a drug addict a drug dealer she's an alcoholic and she's a kleptomaniac she's literally crashed the same car eight times in one year because of her drug and alcohol abuse like it's insane the things that he was brought up around it's horrible you know and honestly it doesn't surprise me that he turned out the way that he did at all because of how he was brought up and what he was brought up around at all like it's insane it's really insane and there are a lot of different people in the world some people are brought up around that and they flourish you know they completely transform their lives and they go on to do way better things you know and they rise above all that and others you know be just become a product of their environment and I mean you can't really blame them honestly like I it all really starts at home and you know it just it sucks it really does but those are big red flags big red flags for me because that was that's what his life was you know what he was used to I was brought up entirely different until I had met him when I was like 16 years old I hadn't even been around weed you know I hadn't even been around alcohol like that I hadn't been offered alcohol like that but when I was around him you know his mom is over here buying us entire bottles of alcohol just for me and him to share you know and she's offering drugs and stuff and I'm like oh my gosh what in the world is happening you know like I was blown away so it was a very vast difference already of who we were how we were brought up and everything you know so the second red flag was the fact that there was no privacy like none whatsoever I'm talking like he one day sat down with his mother and told her very intricate details about private parts of my body and at first you know like I was sitting there like okay you know maybe I can understand you know because it maybe it was weird or whatever but then over time I was just like but why not just ask me first why not you know google it for yourself or something you know like why why do that like I'm talking like it's not just like hey this is something that happened mom like I'm talking about like he went full into detail about the way things looked the way things felt the way things like just everything about it and I was like what the hell man like that's weird that's really weird so it turned out that it was like some big thing to them or whatever that I had a regular female situation happening and like it's literally a typical normal female thing I don't want to go into detail about this it's really weird to me to talk about this honestly But, like, every woman in the world knows what discharge is, and it's an entirely normal bodily function of a woman, so I'm just gonna leave that there, okay? 
I had to have the most awkward conversation with this woman the next day that I came to her house because she's sitting here telling me how I have like possibly four different STDs and I might have cervical cancer and oh and by the way I was also raped too so he told me all about that you know so we can go ahead and relate about that that's literally how my entire conversation hurt with her was it was it was horrible it was literally horrible I was so embarrassed I was so disgusted like it was terrible so with the whole situation about her bringing up rape I had for the very first time in my life opened up to somebody about me being raped and that was you know my ex and he decided to go and tell his mom he told his mom my story without my permission and said oh yeah I thought it was something you know you know you guys could bond over or something like that I'm like something we could bond no you don't get to just tell my story like what the hell you anyone anyone who's anyone knows this okay you don't get to just tell someone's story especially without their permission you don't do that that's terrible so I was just in shock and I was embarrassed as all get out and that was a huge huge red flag that I really really should have paid attention to their relationship continued to get in the way on so many occasions the privacy issue continued to be an issue for years and years and years and still to this day it is still an issue because she's still bombarding my family and harassing us all it's insane big red flag should have really really paid attention so red flag number three this was something that was constantly happening And there are so many people who I've met now in my adulthood who this is also constantly happening to. And I really urge you to not be in this relationship any further because this is so incredibly toxic. Breaking up or threatening to do so like every single week, every single day, every single month. Like it seems like there are so many couples now that I keep on you know having conversations with or whatever and they're like non-stop fighting like every day this person will come to me talking about oh my gosh he said this oh my gosh he said that oh my god we're fighting again oh my god we're doing this again. like it's literally like every single day that they're telling me that there's this fight and then there's like maybe one day out of the week where it's just like oh no today was a really good day you know things are nice or whatever and I'm like okay but like what about the other six days of this week that y'all been sitting here talking about breaking up and then you broke up on tuesday got back together on wednesday and you was talking about breaking up again on thursday like come on now come on now that's not healthy that is so not healthy and he did that so often i really should have just let him just do it one day and just like left it for real i really should have just done it that way but i didn't of course because you know i was a naive little idiot teenager it was terrible so at one point I remember a little backstory sorry but in my senior year I remember that um I I had sat in front of one of my ex-boyfriends and it was an English class and he kept on pulling on my braids and I was getting so annoyed with it but I was just trying to just get my schoolwork done like I was a very focused person in school honestly like I really just went in to do my homework got my stuff done went home graduated like I was really just trying to focus on that my senior year especially like that's all I was trying to do was just get my stuff done and go and he kept pulling on my braids and distracting me in class and everything and I I had ended up telling you know my ex about it you know like oh my gosh he keeps pulling on my braids so annoying or whatever and like 
I really did not expect the reaction that I got. Like, I expected, you know, a little bit of, like, irritation or something like that. But he was full-on pissed. Like, aggressive with me and everything. Like, he was so pissed because he's sitting there saying that because I didn't turn around and punch this guy in the face and start this big old scene about it, that that meant I wanted to have sex with him and do all types of other stuff with him. He started calling me a whore and a slut and a hoe, like all this stuff. Sorry for my language. Like he started calling me all this stuff, all because I literally did not turn around and like start a fight in the middle of class because he's just like tugging on him. Like I'm not talking about he's like yanking on him or anything. Like he was just like gently tugging on him, but like it was still annoying, you know, it was still annoying. But either way, it wasn't something that I felt like I needed to start a giant fight over, you know, and I'm not trying to fight a dude anyway. It's, I don't know. I wasn't that type of person, you know, I was a really good kid, honestly. So, he got so mad at me that he's, you know, calling me all these names or whatever, and I'm, like, over in my room, like, bawling my eyes out, and my mom comes in, and she's, like, asking all these questions about, like, why I'm crying and everything, and he had just, like, said that he was gonna break up with me or whatever if I didn't fix it and go to the school right then and there and, you know, tell my teacher about it, have her move him out of the class or something like that, and I was like, yo what the hell this is insane but at the same time like I wanted to prove that I wasn't you know this whore or whatever that you know I was capable of you know fixing this situation or whatever because he was really like trying to make it seem like I was a child or whatever and he's he's three years older than me so he would literally always try to pull this age thing over me like as if he was so much older and so much wiser or something and it was so annoying and his mom was no better because she'd be right there along with him doing it so oh my god it was terrible but long story short you know we drove up to the school my mom sat there and talked to the teacher and everything I got moved in the class and then I come back to school the next day everything's cool or whatever but I mean this my my ex-boyfriend you know at, at school he was really popular he was like the most popular guy in the school so I was really trying to avoid, you know, causing any problems, starting a scene, having rumors spread about me and everything, you know, because it's senior year. I'm just trying to graduate and go, man. But my ex did not care at all. Like he wanted what he wanted. And if he didn't get what he wanted, then I was not going to hear the end of it, basically. Like it was awful. And like that, that's how the rest of the relationship always was. Like he's and still to this day, he wants what he wants. And if he doesn't get it, he's going to throw a big old fit. It's terrible. So that happened so many times. I spent so many, so many nights just crying and crying and arguing with him and fighting with him over the stupidest things. My mom listened to me cry and cry and cry over him so many times to the point where my whole family started telling me, don't talk to him, leave him alone, don't date him, you know, get away from him. He's dangerous. He's not good for you. And I didn't want to listen to it. I wanted to, you know, be that little rebellious teenager instead and look where that got me so honestly word to the wise out there to anybody that's in a you know teenage phase or whatever and that's what you're doing please just listen to your family telling you to stay away from that damn boy just stay away from him please just do it it'll really help you so red red flag number four this is the last red flag sorry what is said about you and to you during a fight I feel like that's a really important thing because, man, going back to the last one, you know, just just to hear that I was a whore and a slut because there was a boy in my class tugging on my braids and I didn't punch him in the face for it. 
that was really, really escalated and it did not need to be taken that far at all. I hardly even can correlate that in any type of way to say that I was a whore or a slut in any capacity for not punching someone in the face for something so minor. I can understand now if he had yanked my hair out of my head, then yeah, I could see definitely a punch of somebody in the face for that. But that? No. No, that's not necessary at all. So pay attention to those things. Are they saying things that are demeaning and insulting to you that are meant to hurt you or meant to manipulate you into wanting to prove to them that you could be better or different? You know, because that's what I said, you know, I wanted to prove at that point that I wasn't a whore or a slut or anything like that by doing what he wanted. And that's how he kept roping me along over and over and over again. He kept on manipulating me by insulting me and saying things like that to where I felt like I had to prove that's not true. You can't keep saying that about me. That's a lie, you know? And it just kept on going like that. And honestly, most commonly, this happens when the issue at hand is not even really your fault. When it's usually like your partner's fault or something, you know? Like when it comes to, you know, cheating or something or hitting, you know? Like, and they find a reason to say, well, you made me do it. You know, like that, that's something that I really dealt with the most whenever the, the physical abuse started was dealing with him and his mother saying, well, you made him hit you. You made me hit you. Well, why'd you do this? I wouldn't have hit you if you did this or if you didn't do this instead or whatever, you know, like stuff like that, making it all about how it's your fault at that point, not owning up to the fact that they're the ones that did it. You know, you, it doesn't matter, honestly, to me, what someone does at the end of the day, your reaction to it is your reaction. So if your boyfriend is cheating on you or whatever, and you decide that you're going to start checking his phone every single day instead of just breaking up with him, that is your reaction to the situation. You are not fixing it at all. You're just further building the fact that there is a trust issue in the relationship and it's not getting any better, for one. And two, you've admitted that you, you can't trust each other. And I mean, in my case he was cheating on me and I'm sitting here checking his phone when, you know, I should have just left. But also, you know, it made him angry when I would check his phone because I would catch him in the act. So I was adding to the reaction in a way, but either way, you know, I chose my own reaction. He chose his own reaction. At the end of the day, we're only accountable for ourselves. So those are the red flags for me. There's plenty more trust me you know we can talk about that one-on-one if you'd like to but please pay attention to the red flags it could save your life one day so I really want to I gotta urge that I'm gonna say that again pay attention to the red flags it will save your life it could save someone else's life tell that to someone explain to that to them you know have them listen to this episode whatever you gotta do pay attention to the red flags I'm telling you and please please understand me when I tell you they are not sorry they meant it and they will do it again and they will not get help my ex tried everything to, to get me to stay to get me to you know continue on with this toxicity and I refused he sat there saying oh no I'll get help I'll get help I'll go see, I'll see a therapist or whatever he went to two therapy sessions and quit they are not going to get help they don't feel like they're wrong they don't feel like they need the help in the first place and honestly no offense to the men out there but you guys are the hardest in the world to get to even see a therapist in the first place so 
no offense to y'all but that's just the cold hard truth I don't know how many times I've had the conversation with a man and they'll sit there and justify exactly why they don't need to see a therapist and they can just talk to a friend or whatever instead and it'll be fine whatever that's what you want to do fine do that but at the end of the day when it comes to domestic violence they are going to say anything and everything they can to break you to keep you to control you to manipulate you and brainwash you in any way that they can to make sure that you are nothing more than what they want you to be please for the love of god remember who the fuck you are excuse my language again but i cannot stress that enough because before you met that person i guarantee you were not how you are i i promise you you weren't look at a picture of yourself when you went through the trauma or while you're going through the trauma or whatever and then compare it years down the road when you have found yourself in a healthier situation in a better situation in general and just look at the difference because I promise you you look at the pictures of me whenever I was in that relationship compared to now I had no weight on my body my skin was covered in acne covered in acne scars I looked so miserable and now I'm glowing I have healthy weight on me I look happy I am happy you can see a visible physical difference in who I was then and who I am now please do that because it'll help you a lot honestly to see that things are not good where you are or where you were and that they can be so much better and so so different but above all the last thing I want to say is that their problems, their help, their health and everything needs to be the absolute last thing on your mind. At this point, you need to be worried about you and your health, your safety, your well-being, and your family as well if they if you have kids or whatever that's involved in this. That's what you need to be focused on. That is what you need to be worried about. Getting out and getting out safely and alive. That's it. Their problems are their problems. Let them be their problems and they will figure it out on their own or they won't. Either way, it doesn't matter. You need to worry about you and your babies or whatever the case may be. The dog, I don't care. Get out safely and alive. Because the last thing you need to be doing right now is hoping that they get better, making sure that they they get better or whatever. Because at the end of the day, you're going to need some professional help to get through all the hell that you went through you really are it's it's not easy to sit there and just go through it all on your own you're gonna have to work through that trauma and it's a lot to deal with okay so please worry about yourself worry about your family love yourself first okay stop trying to love that man or that woman before yourself love yourself and your health first please that's what this podcast is called is it not So the final thing I want to go ahead and give you guys, since I've gone over my time limit as always, is the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. And I will go ahead and repeat it twice for you so you can go ahead and write it down or whatever you need to do. It is 1-800-799-7233. Again, that is 1-800-799-7233. You can Google these numbers for more specific numbers in your area, um, clinics and stuff like that. You can always Google that. Look for domestic violence clinics, family help clinics. Um, Honestly, you can always call 911, of course, but 
I know how phone calls and everything go. It's not always that easy. So with this hotline, you know, it's it's helpful. I've used it myself. Um, they help me. They talk me through a pretty tough time. So highly recommend it. But as always, you know, if you need to talk, if you need to get some tips or pointers or whatever about any of this at all, please go ahead. Feel free to reach out to me on my main Instagram or the Love Yourself First Insta- uh, yeah, Instagram um, I'm also on Twitter, same, um, what's it called, username as my Instagram, miss underscore, well, it's in underscore, yeah, miss underscore rain. So just hit me up. We can talk, whatever you need to know. I will help you out to my best ability. When it comes to domestic violence, I, I don't play. <laughs> I don't play with that stuff. So feel free to hit me up anytime you need to. With that being said, stay safe, stay alive. Stay healthy and stay happy.